This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, welcome back to Q and A. So, guys, we're gonna uh, we're putting some resources behind this. There will be versions of this on YouTube in the future. We'll cut it up a little bit differently, so it, it flows a little bit faster. But you know what? We're still here for you in the audio, and uh, we've got some of the OGs of the podcast um, message in, guys. Actually, before we dive into this, thank you to those who we just released our first YouTube video of our new YouTube series, uh, YouTube Reacts, My Master Project Reacts, and we had James Smith on. And we've got some great, great comments, great feedback. That is, uh, that is like the thing that we want from you the most is, is comments. Um, so the video is performing extremely well. And yeah, we've got some really great comments in there, some great feedback. I was even messaging some of you on Instagram, uh, just saying, how could it be better? Some, some, I got some good feedback about it, just wanting, picking up the pace a little bit, a little bit, trying to make it a bit faster, that sort of stuff. So no, really appreciate everyone that's um, been messaging in and, and, and giving us good feedback and good comments. So we will continue and endeavor to make it better and do more. Um, all right, so Connor, who have we got up first? First question comes from Ella Angeli. Are greens powders bullshit? Well, no, definitely not. I definitely think that uh, the, the best company at the moment that's kind of paving the way, obviously we love, um, love our brands, Activate Nutrients, but the global dominator right now is Athletic Greens. And if you look at them, one thing that they're doing, which is interesting, is they're calling it foundation nutrition, which is like, start your day with this. And this is how we've always felt about it. Start your day with this and then build upon it, like as a foundation. Like how easy is is it? How easy has it always been with Activate Nutrients to just like throw it in the morning, stir it up, shake it, and then have it down. You know, you've got a lot of your like base minerals and vitamins and um, gut health, pro prebiotics covered. I think it's great. I don't know why people would think it's bullshit. I mean, obviously, it's better to get it from food, but I mean, come on, who really gets all that stuff from food? I mean, you have a couple pieces of fruit, you have vegetables maybe once, maybe twice a day, often no times. And, you know, you're still pretty healthy, but there's stuff you're missing. And like a, a greens powder just covers those bases. It's not perfect, right? Maybe the marketing claims are oversold to you a little bit, but... I don't think they really oversell green. They oversell yeah, protein, I don't think so. but protein powders oversold. Well, maybe people oversell it in their heads. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, protein powder, it's like, get insanely jacked. Like, it's protein. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the greens powder, they don't say, like, cure all illnesses. They're just like, oh, start your day right with a great greens powder. Yeah, I don't think they... I mean, they could take it too far in the future. But definitely. no, it's definitely not bullshit. Definitely not. I would love to see if they had, like, uh, studies on... Probably haven't done it yet. But on, like, multivitamins compared to greens powder. Because the multivitamin market is way bigger than the greens powder market, mm. right? Uh, I'd assume overall. It's because, like, mainstream get multivitamins. Uh and I remember when we first got on Activate Nutrients, we we're talking about how much better it is than a multivitamin. Uh, but I would love to see if they actually had studies on that. Because mm. we'll that would change the game if yeah, everyone yeah, we'll was see. on greens powders. Yeah. All right, Connor, what do we got next? Second question, Rupert Luxton. What's one thing in the last 12 months that you've changed your mind on? So, Raf, I thought greens powders were bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Just changed my mind then. I changed your mind. Choose one each. <laughs> one thing we've changed our mind on. All right, let me start. So this one YouTube. has uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone knows that. Uh, so one thing that I thought was important was now I wasn't as crazy as, as some other people on this that do like one book a week, but I thought it was important to read as many books as possible in a year. And I think I probably hit my limit 2020 when we were in the first lockdown, I'd say, or maybe it was last year. I, one year, I think I read over 20 books. It was like 22, which is like a book roughly every fortnight, every two weeks. And what I ended up finding was because you go into 
like especially the books I consume, all nonfiction, like obviously stuff related to like marketing and business and sales and that sort of stuff. The problem with reading so much information like that is it just doesn't have enough time to be digested and used. And I think what was happening as well is I wasn't so bad that I was like, I must get, you know, 100 books this year. It's like all a numbers game. I was, you know, I was being, I was following my interests, but I still think I pushed it too hard for myself personally. And I've pulled way back this year. And I just thought, because I did push through a lot of books I found last year. And, you know, it was the year we did 75 hard. Yeah, 2020. Oh, yeah, we had to yeah, read. yeah, because I had to read, right? And I still had the habit for a long time. So I was reading every day. Last year. Yeah, but I think what happens is you just force it a bit too much. And the problem was I was like, there were some really good books, but I was, it just wasn't the right time to consume them. I wasn't interested in them. So now I actually I order a lot of books and I just sit them on the shelf and I just wait till my interest in that, in that book uh, is there before I start reading because I want to actually enjoy reading. I think the problem with forcing yourself to read is that uh, you don't enjoy it. Or you, and, and it's hard to have so many books that there's always something to follow you're interested in. Uh, but since I started this year and I followed the path with some books I'm interested in, I think it's really good. And I think, you know, one thing that helped a lot this year, Raf, is like, because you and I split our roles so much more this year, is like now I'm like, I don't really have to read business books related to the stuff that you do. Mm. And I have in the past, but like generally they're pretty boring to me. And I was, but I used to think, okay, well, I'm involved in that. So like I should read it because it's important for me to know this stuff. And I don't discredit that I think it was valuable, the stuff that I read now, but now I can like really just hone in more on my interests and, and really focus and, and narrow down on books in that area. And it's way more interesting to me. I guess part of it is because I know I'm going to be able to apply this yeah. straight away. Whereas I think there was one book I gave you. I thought it was a really good book. Um, uh, I think it was it was Huddle or Scrum, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah a great book for systems and like, yeah. and I was reading it and the whole time I was reading it, I'm like, fuck, this is such a good book, but it's just not for me, it's mm. for Raf. And I gave it to you and like, you loved it and it was mm. a great book. That's just an example of like, when I think it's a, a like a really good idea to just kind of follow, follow your interests and make sure that you're enjoying reading uh, when you're doing it. And, and probably the last example I give this year was like everyone, the Will Smith released his book and like everyone got the book I watched the whole YouTube series. You need around to update this book. that book now. <laughs> yeah. When, when, and when not to slap people. Uh, how to take a joke, chapter seven. Um, and then he, uh, I started reading it, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to read this. Yeah. I have no interest in reading this, and I think I just bought into the hype. And I did yeah. like Will Smith a lot at the time. I still like him, but there was just no interest in his yeah. story. And you're not trying to be an actor, so it's probably not well, yeah. inspiration. Yeah, for you. yeah, and uh, just it was just a bit. I don't know, it just didn't feel like it. But I reckon the old me would have pushed through it mm. and been like, nah, this is good. Like, I it's good for a reason. Will. Yeah, this is, it has get, to be good. I don't get so slapped. many people are buying it. So, yeah, I didn't, um, <laughs> don't want to get slapped. Yeah, so that, I think that's some pretty decent advice. Change my mind on this here. Nice. You're up. Uh, okay, for me, man, we, we change things a lot with the business. So I think that's a bit of an easy route to go for um, things we've changed in the business. I would say. That's always happening, though. Exactly. That that's nonstop. Uh, man, probably one that changed for me just in terms of like my my daily routine was when I when I changed my diet after the Marcus Philly episode. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you started watching TV. Nah, well, I, actually, I did change my mind on that. I bought a TV and we started using it. First, wait, you bought month. a TV? I haven't had a TV for like six years, seven years, whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, but my whole my whole at laptop. home well my old at home, I, you know, I could even use that. It's probably even bigger change, but because I renovated my apartment and. Like for the first time, I like invested in everything that makes your home really fun. So we got a TV for the first time. Pretty much, it's just like shark documentaries, <laughs> Coco Melon. Yeah, no, no, we we cut cartoons. They're not allowed anymore. Um, what? Wait, what? I just think they're not good for him. 
So we, we've changed to like just all like natural documentaries. So like shark documentaries. Wait, hold on, hold on. We got to explore fish this. documentaries. We can't, <laughs> we can't move on from this. What's wrong with cartoons? Well, he'll get to them, but yeah. it's weird. Like you put a cartoon on, you turn them off. He like bursts into tears. He's so upset. Like bring back the cartoons. You watch like shark documentaries and like cow documentaries and stuff like that, and crocodiles and like Robert Irwin is a massive fan. Uh, and he, he just kind of gets Robert bored. Owen, is that Steve? Yeah, Steve's son. Steve's son, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's following his footsteps. <laughs> uh, it, after a while, he kind of gets bored and then we can kind of just stop. Yeah, it's right. he's not interested in it. Yeah, it's, just not, it's, it's <laughs> not that like crazy addiction. No, he'll be like, oh, I want to watch some sharks. Oh, so there's nothing wrong with the content of the no, cartoon. No, 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 the cartoons okay. are fine. It's just something with cartoons and kids, it's like they can't look away. There's a crack. Yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah, like cartoons, yeah. cartoons, cartoons. So we just had a, we stopped. I mean, they built them that way, right? They built them to make kids want to watch more of them. Yeah, they're, they're close to cigarettes. I mean, they're not as bad for you, but they're just... They're There's so a heavy addictive. dopamine release. I, I, I feel you. I feel but you. anyway, back to my diet change. I used to be like, nah, you got to eat like whole, like three, like like carbs, vegetables and meat in every single meal. And that's how I did 75 hard. And it kind of became like really inconvenient because I was carrying around meals, having to like always buy meals, trying to find restaurants that like would serve me a proper, like all the different aspects of a meal. And now I just fuck that off completely. Yeah. So now I just have like meat in the morning and if I find just meat at lunch and it's fine and I feel great. And then I just like get all my vegetables in in the evening. And I just have like a more flexible day. I'm not like running around trying to find food all day. I can just focus on actually doing my day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, the only thing I reckon that I changed from the diet perspective, which is like one thing I piggybacked off you was, uh, well, I guess not really, but I definitely have a bit more meat now than I, than I was before. And the middle meal for me in the day always doesn't have carbs now. Yeah, it's, Unless it's, the it's best. fruit. Yeah, the, it's honestly better. My my breakfast, I can have carbs and it doesn't affect me. But the mid, for some reason, for me, the 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 meal between like eleven a.m. and two three p.m. Mm. If that is too carb heavy or I get too full, yeah, it ruins my day. Absolutely kills my day. So I have to keep that meal like protein heavy and light. Yeah, that that is the way to go. Anyway, for yeah. me, that's been the way to go. All right, what's up next, Connor? Cool. Third question. Uh, this one's from Julian Duda. Best ready-made meal service. We've talked about this before. Are they talking about like like a My Muscle Chef or are they talking yeah. about HelloFresh? Like prepare them. Ready delivered. made. Ready made. So Ready it's made. done for you. Yep. Yeah, just heat it up. Man, I think My Muscle Chef. Well, I think My Muscle Chef is the best. Yeah. Um, but I will flip this. We were talking about Milk Run yesterday. For anyone that has tried those like mm. instant at home delivery services, they are so far, they're, they're incredible. So basically, they like have this little like hidden corner store with all the supplies in it. And then there's electric bike riders that just ride it down to your place. And the literally the I, I do live close to one, but the the whole the, the slowest delivery I've ever got from the moment where you check out, it's got a timer running to when they're actually at my door or downstairs in my apartment. The slowest has been like ten minutes forty something, and the fastest has been three minutes something. Well, you must live close to the warehouse. I do live close. You know where it is? Yeah, I know yeah. exactly where it is. Yeah, I okay. watch them from my apartment. Oh wow! <laughs> but it is like it's, it's an incredible service. They've still got to pick it off the shelf. Yeah. Like it's, it no, takes I know. time, bro. Yeah, like three minutes is I a know. joke. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, I can, I can literally do not, nothing in that time. And I can, it's really popular in Germany. Uh, and I could see that spreading around. Well, shout out to Needley, who's uh, Sam, Sam Rad from our gym. One of our clients, our locker room clients. He's got the milk run, but for the suburbs. Yeah. So, so I think they use, different. I think they use like motorbikes and scooters. What, what time does he, does he allow for it? 15, 20? Yeah. It's a little bit longer, bit but long. they're going much further. Yeah. They're yeah. on like motor, they're on like scooters and bikes. Yeah, yeah. And he's got to deal with traffic lights and all that sort of shit, right? Whereas around like the busier areas, it's all, it's all e-bikes. Yeah. I mean, we, we are becoming fatter and lazier now. It's like insane. You don't even go to well, get milk from the store, yeah. but it's convenient. Look, this is the way it's going, right? It's, it's, everything is becoming 
technology at its core is to is to improve in fish efficiency so if you think of every piece of tech that has been created because people think what's technology oh it's like phones it's hardware it's the internet no no technology is literally like technology was the wheel when they invented the wheel right what's the wheel for it's not the wheel it's to transport things more efficiently it's to get right? the milk run rider to my place exactly right so back then it was transporting i don't know rocks and hay and bricks and stone or whatever more efficiently and then it evolved into the car but the car is still the same thing it's still to move things more efficiently at a faster pace right and then if you look at something like your phone your phone is just a way to communicate with other people as well as you know download receive and send information in a way more efficient way before you had to like do the stupid ring uh landline phone where you like turn the little button and you know the oh, one you, you, yeah. if you stick no, your finger them, in the yeah. hole and you wind it around yeah they kids. still sell them as kids toys so i get them for ziggy I'm like, you know what i'm stupid, talking about connor right yeah, he knows it's okay. stupid though because I mean, he's never going to use one of those. Yeah, but it's nostalgia. And so so my point is like, you know, the gun. The gun is a technology that's used for killing other people more efficiently than, you know, a sword or a spear or something, right? So this is just at its core what technology is. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because people go, well, now it's just going to make us fatter and lazier. I'm like, yeah, if you use the technology in the wrong way, in the same way that like if you use the car, well, now people moving that fast, they're going to crash and they're going to kill themselves. Yeah, absolutely. If you're reckless and you're stupid with cars. So I just think all the newer technologies right now, like the apps in terms of Milk Run that's just come out because Milk Run is probably like the most obvious thing that's like, man, we were like, we used to go and walk and carry groceries around. Now it's 10 minutes away. Anything I want. You know right? how lazy I am? Like I'll get the Milk Run to deliver me my muscle chef meal. No, you won't. Yeah, they have my muscle chef, right? So I'll get the meals, they'll bring them in. I'm like, the Wait, only... they have my muscle chef on milk run? Yeah, they have it. Oh, wow. So the only step they don't do, because they come to my door, the only step is put it in the microwave and then fork in the mouth. Don't tell me you- So if I could solve that, I'd be done. I just sit there with my mouth <laughs> open. <laughs> That's the only steps I do, is I put it in the microwave I... and I put it in my mouth. Imagine... I guess I digest it. I imagine Raph, he's sitting there, and someone's just feeding him as he's doing work. Why are you trying to get people to feed you grapes like you're a king? <laughs> no, I think I think in the future, someone to put it in the microwave, that would be the step I'd like to get to. But, no, no, um, no, they'd have a microwaveable backpack. So the option would be just heat it on arrival. Oh, dude, you should, you should be running that company. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but the, anyway, the point is, I think Milk Run for most people, you know, it's actually surprising not many people know about it. I still ask some of our coaches and some of the staff, they just heard it for the first time. But... Um, I like that it's heading this way because you create efficiencies and I would just say the people that are against it because it's making us lazier, well, you could say the car made us lazier because, you know, we used to mm. like walk everywhere and, and ride horses and shit and now we drive everywhere. Well, it's like, okay, we'll just, now you have to figure out a way to get 10,000 steps in that you didn't before. That's fine. Milk run? Okay. You just have to find a way to be disciplined to not click on the snack category when it's 9 p.m. and you feel like a whole packet of Tim Tams. Like that's just... That's the discipline you have to have yourself. And if you blame technology for that, well, you're just a lazy fuck. All right, next if, if you want to make some extra money as well, I know that milk run because they're short on right, they're short on packers, right? So normally you get $25 an hour to pack and ride. They're paying $65 an hour. $65 an hour. $65 an hour. This is the thing about this app. They're making bank. And the reason is because of COVID, there's no internationals here to do the work. Yeah. And they've got investment. They have to do these orders, right? So they just pay whatever they can pay to get riders. No, I think the company is, is losing money. There's not, they're no, not gonna, of course they're losing Yeah, yeah they're not going to be... No, but I think this Hand company... Hand over fist, they're losing money. No, this company is not going to be profitable for a long time. Yeah, a long time. Long time. They're, waiting, they're trying to see who's going to be the big winner. Yeah. They're doing yeah. an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what do we got next? Cool. Uh, this one is from Aussie Protein Reviews. Again. This is for Raf. He came in last week. It's a good question, though. I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but Raf actually did go on Shark Tank. I thought you were going to ask the professional <laughs> years ago. One. I was like, oh, thanks, man. No. <laughs> no. Not true. Um, 
Raf went on Shark Tank a few years ago, absolutely got bombed. Um, and this question That's is subjective. <laughs> how did you recover from Shark Tank misery to building a thriving business? Uh, we have talked about Shark Tank before. I would Wait, say are they that, talking about um, thriving is peak or are they talking about it's no. locker room? Probably like just all business. Really, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I see where you're getting at. Um, well, I mean, it's like any disappointment, right? Obviously, really disappointing at the time, and, and then you know, time passes and you just get over it. But I do think one good lesson from this, which is I think in business when you're earlier on, you're always looking for like the one thing that's going to like blow everything up. So it's like the one guest on the show or like the one episode on Shark Tank that you're going to do or like whatever. It's the one location you like find for your gym. And that's just not how it is. You have to like build the skills to be really good at running a good business. And no one's like, oh, I sucked at running a business, but I got this like one crazy opportunity and, and that was the end of it. It might look like that from the outside, but they were probably really good at, at running the business themselves. So... I think one good lesson from that is it's not like that was really early on. It's a long time ago now, but maybe like five years ago. So it's not like going on the show then gave me all the skills to, to run a really good thriving business. The show is a great opportunity, but you have to have the skills to back it up to make it to make it worthwhile. Um, but on Peak specifically, uh, we actually have just finally got in the new run. So I need to bring some in for you guys. Um, but my dad's done a good job in getting this right. Um, still never really updated the packaging, so she'd probably be pretty mad at me still, the boost juice chick. But um, but yeah, he's finally actually redone that, so it is a lot better. But I would say that is a good lesson from this, is that it is hard to recover from huge disappointments. And it takes time, but just realizing that it's not one-off opportunities that are going to change everything for you. It's always going to be internally just getting better yourself over time. That's, that's good advice. That's my lesson. That's good advice. Yeah, I would, um, I'm just looking at a YouTube channel now that I pulled up and they're a podcast. I won't say who they are, but Connor and I have just been following a bit of them. They had a podcast They had a podcast guest, is a perfect example we brought up before. They had a podcast guest that came on, huge guest, like mm. way bigger than a podcast like that should have on for mm. where they're at. So, they're probably averaging 800 to 1,000 views an episode. And then they got this guest on, they get 1.3 million. I'm looking at now, 1.3 million, which is crazy, right? But just as an example why that, if it takes... All the skills you talked about to be the right business owner to have a content plan team and like a all these other things they didn't have any of that stuff they just landed this one huge opportunity and they executed on it well at the time 1.3 million but their last podcast only got 2,000 yeah. views right so they got basically no carryover from that and it's just an example as to why like the opportunity has to be there but the preparation also mm. has to be there and like knowing that okay it's it's this but then and i'm sure these guys are great right they're going to keep building on it they're going to know okay we've we got this we can get other people on or whatever whatever they choose to do but the point is if it was that easy to just do one thing you get 1.3 million the next one gets a million a million a million then everyone would be fucking yeah. killing it right and it's just not the case yeah and the people that do get like there are tons of crazy success stories from shark tank that's because they get some really good people on shark tank as well you know, they, they get a mix. It's really, really hard to get on the show. Yeah. So, uh, it took, me, it took me ages. So, I think that the people that do really well, they also have the skills from it. So, good lesson that it's not just like one piece of luck that, that will carry on for a lifetime of success. And usually if that one piece of luck is massive and you're unprepared for it and it somehow is like really outsized of what your skill set is, you lose it pretty quickly. Yeah, you do. Generally what you find. Yeah. And sometimes like that will give you the inspiration to then go and get really good and you do carry on with it. But there's no way around, like, you still have to be really good. Yeah, man. I don't know if that happened to me, like, getting a taste of something like that, like, it would drive you crazy. Mm. Like, it would drive you crazy forward. Yeah. But it would also drive some people just crazy full stop. I think it goes both ways. I was like, oh, I'm never going to, like, how am I going to replicate that? Just depends you know, on what sour. kind of person you are. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's go to the next one. 
Cool. Uh, last question. Uh, this one's from Max Creevy. How long should an athlete, in your opinion, rest his body or her body after a full year season? IT, DEP, ENDS. It depends. <laughs> you, you just gave me the weirdest look then. It depends, right? It depends. What's the sport? How beat up are you? Do you have injuries? Um, are you talking about, you know, a five-game season of pickleball? Or are you talking about, actually, pickleball seems quite demanding on the body. Table tennis? Or are you talking about... Table tennis demanding on the body. Or are you talking about a 45-game season in France playing international high-level um, rugby union like Drew Mitchell mm. that we had the other week? So, it's basically an impossible question to answer because we don't have enough context. But if you... Let's just take two examples that are like very different and then we could probably talk about the differences in them. So, like, let's do something obscure here. Let's do F1. Because F1, I think, has a really interesting... I think it's an interesting sport from the perspective of how many time zones they cross. I think they cross more time zones in a year. Oh, tra- traveling. Season. Yeah, yeah. Than any other sport. Well, <laughs> I thought you meant on the race. I'm like, no, let me just go round and round a track. <laughs> I was like, how far is this car race? <laughs> so long, bro. So many countries. Um, yeah, so I think that that's a really interesting one. So we can talk about that because there's obviously a whole, whole bunch of hurdles to different with and then I'll let you pick a sport, Raph. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know, one thing outside of the sport, which is definitely something I didn't realize until later is that for sure the biggest factor is like how long you've done the sport. So when you're really young, you need like almost no rest. Mm. And then the longer you've done the sport, the the longer and longer rest you can take. Obviously your body's older, which is one. But I remember watching the old Ronnie Coleman videos, which was like at the start of his career was like a week oh, off. Bodybuilding is not a sport. That's true. <laughs> Great show. And by the end of his bodybuilding career, he could like have like three months off. It was something really, really long. I couldn't believe it was like, about 12, 14 Off weeks. completely. Off completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No training. Yeah. You know, which like most people in the gym would be like, dude, I could not take three months off. Like I would lose all my muscle. He comes back looking insane after three months yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, But he would have so long off. It was almost just like, yep, like almost no off season. And then I'm back into preparing for the next year. So definitely like how, how long you've done the sport is a big factor here. Um, but I'm trying to think of what uh, what would take the... You're trying to think of a sport take the least time off or the most time off? Man, I'll leave it to you. I, I'll, I'll go through F1 while you think of the sport. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. Um, so, F1 season, I'm pretty sure I looked at it. It goes from... I think it goes from Feb or March to all the way through to November. I think they only have December, January, maybe half of February off. Connor can probably double check that for me. Um, but it's a long season. It's yeah. a long season, but you know, to be fair, they're not. There's not really any acute injuries from except from crashing a car. You know, acute like death. not like there's it's it's all it, it's it's very uh, it's an isometric sport, right? Mm. You're sitting in a fixed position and you're tensing in like a very small range of motion, so the damage to the body physically is like quite low. Obviously, they have to be very well conditioned and strong. But all most really good high level athletes getting paid that sort of money is anyway just type f1 oh yeah okay yeah so, so if you scroll across april i oh, know yeah go, go all the way to the start yeah so the first race is in yeah 21st of march this year it's an eight to nine month season eight to nine month season so it's a long season it's a really long season if you compare it to an nfl season which is what three or four months something like that so it's a, a much longer off season so it's a long season right and like the demand on the body like from a physical perspective right no one's going to blow out a knee no one's going to blow out a shoulder right playing doing f1 unless you obviously besides ending up in a crash um so there's that but it's a sport which mentally obviously is like extremely tough because it's it's long like a race is long and it's a lot of hyper focus for a very long time right like 
you're going 300 plus k's an hour more like on average the whole race like you got to have some fucking focus there's not not a lot of downtime in the car right it's on whereas if you talk about a basketball game uh, there's moments where the ref like calls it you get timeouts like you know there's fouls and stuff there's a lot of stop start this is just go the whole time mm. and even when you go into the pit stop what's a pit stop two seconds yes. three seconds it's quick you're basically on the entire time from the get-go and it's a whole weekend right it's the practice it's the it's the yeah. uh time trial and then it's the the race on the, on the sunday so it's it's intense like you're not it's three days on and then you're like on the whole time and then you're basically packing up the whole show all the cars everything all the people and you're traveling to the next country and it's country to country to country so you're jumping heaps of time zones circadian rhythms way off mentally you're just drained i think for a sport like that your off season it's all about a mental reset Mm. it's like really just getting out of that hyper focused you know super switched on intense um flow state that they they get in when they're in the cars and it's like trying to disconnect from that as much as possible way more than it is like a physical recovery yeah there's always going to be some physical recovery and element to it but like for them it's the probably the best thing they can do is just go out and like do the opposite of what a racing season looks like go chill in a countryside like obviously they live all over the world go just hang out have a holiday like just chill whereas and like i imagine there's probably some practice that goes Mm. on at some point but i think really they need like the mental reset yeah yeah, I think the reality of professional athletes is like none of them take the rest they need to take. No. So whatever optimal is, like doesn't even matter. Because they feel like they're behind when they're resting. Yeah, but also just I think with professionalism is like, because you're trying to make as much money out of the athletes as possible, typically seasons get longer and longer over time because they're trying to squeeze the most out of like, you know, people are interested in basketball all year round. Yeah. So just the longer the season, the more you play, the better. So most athletes don't nearly get the rest they need to get. Yeah, and I think one thing that I've observed you know the great thing about social media is obviously you get a lot more behind the scenes mm. from, from athletes and podcasts and stuff and like we've spoken to loads of high level athletes as well in here and i think one of the main patterns and consistencies that you see from more experienced athletes that you don't get from younger athletes is the experienced athletes are better at setting boundaries mm. boundaries like hey no no media like no more tours, no more no more socials, no more this, no more practice, no more coaches. I'm time I'm time with my family, or like no family, like time time off to myself. Whatever they they know that setting boundaries is really helpful. Whereas like the young athletes, like yeah. give it all to me, right? Give me the press, give me the tour, give me the interviews, give me the parties, all that sort of stuff. They just go straight in, and then they just burn themselves out, right? Because they basically have no off season because they're just going hard the whole time. So I think that yeah, you. If you can take a lesson from that, have you know, find what works for you depending on what level you play at, but set some boundaries with mm. some stuff. You know, if you need time off, don't say yes to everything. Don't be the yes man. So even though you want to be and the temptation is to say yes, you know, you can say no. And it's, it's going to be better for your sport. All right, what sport are you choosing? Oh, for the off season? Uh, well, I was thinking, I was like, you know, what is a sport where you get like a, a really, really long off season? And I was thinking, I was like, you know, the only sport I reckon that gets the off-season actually deserves is most of the Olympic sports. Oh, yeah. So, nearly all the Olympic sports, I think they actually do take optimal amounts and I think they take a lot of rest because they don't have to compete all year. And I think that One shows... One four years, right? Yeah. And, like, they have, like, you know, world championship stuff in between, but typically they'll have months and months off running and swimming throughout the year. It's like the biggest sports. And I think most sports would probably be best if they had that, but just because of the season, they don't. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we spoke to Magnuson, right? And he said um, when he was preparing for the Olympics in the ramp up, he was like in the best shape he's ever been. He got an injury, so he couldn't compete in the last Olympics and you know, obviously devastating to him. But it seemed like, you know, you get, besides that injury that kind of crept up, it seems like you get a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. To prepare, sorry. 
So yeah, I think you're right. I think those those people do get a lot of time because yeah, it's like all right, well, I'm going to skip the World Championships, but I'll be ready for come the Olympics. Mm. I got two years. It's like <laughs> they get ready. Most athletes have two months, you know, so they have they have time. But the downside is they earn way less money. Yeah, they earn pennies. Yeah, they the earn dollar. way less money because they're not out in the media like you know performing. Yeah, very often. Yeah, and I mean those sports are just getting less and less popular. Mm. You know, so um, all right, cool. Is that it, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, please never hesitate to send us in your questions. And we'll start pulling questions as well out of the YouTube comments when these start going up on YouTube and we get comments, we'll also pull those out and we'll, we'll put them in this show as well. So just be prepared. Whatever you drop in there may come back around to get answered. And uh, if your username is there, we will use it. All right. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.